Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. This episode is brought to you by our wonderful sponsors, Galaxy Finance. Sponsors and personal friends that I trust, that I trust enough to go to with questions about my own finances. That's not a sales pitch, that's fact. Any questions, any queries, they have the solutions from home loan lending to complete financial planning. With official interest rates at an all-time low, the lenders want your business. With Galaxy Finance, they'll do all the work for you and find the best possible deal. They'll do it all. Get in contact, ask for Leanne, and mention Unfiltered for a free chat. A free chat. No obligations. A free chat just by mentioning Unfiltered. Galaxyfinance.com.au is where you can find them. The great ones, they're different. They really are. Not better, just different. Sure, there's a physical power a mental strength, a complex but resolute constitution too. There's a whole lot more than just the measurables. That's something else, that intangible. It separates us from them. Welcome to the Legends series on Andy Raymond Unfiltered. Like this bloke the first day I met him, that was 1998, in fact... I still do too. Try find someone that doesn't say the same. I'll wait. He's just that type. On the field, he left quite the mark. He was special. Very special. But who is Clinton Schafosky? Who was Clinton Schafosky? A young country kid who grew up in a mining town called Moorabah, west of Mackay. 200 kilometres west of Mackay. The local footy side was called the Murrumbah Sharks, which was quite weird because we're 200 kilometres away from the ocean. <laughs> and they're now called the Murrumbah Miners, which is a little bit more... bit better, yeah. A little bit more apt, I suppose. Because um, it's a mining town. So my dad was a miner in an open-cut mine called Pick Downs for 47 years. Tough old fella. Tough old fella, mate. Yeah. He's the toughest man in town. Yeah. And I was possibly the softest. <laughs> Everyone used to tell me growing up as a kid, you know, your dad did this, your dad did that. And mum said, oh, I actually like watching you play football because you don't bite, kick, scream, and <laughs> that was chase referees guy. off the field like your dad used to. I was the complete opposite. I actually played soccer till I was 15. So my dad took me down to play rugby league, as most dads do, when I was about seven or eight. Mum tells the story and... And um, I ran out there, had all the gear on, and first tackle got a bleeding nose, and apparently I ran off the field crying and jumped to the front seat of the car and said, take me home, I'm done. That was it. That was it. Oh. <laughs> and when I was never the biggest kid, um, it took me a while to grow. I remember saying to mum when I was about 16, 15, what's wrong with me? You know, when am I going to go through puberty? Uh. Everyone else is and I'm not. So, so it took me a while to grow. So once I got to about – I was 15, first year I played league was 16. Um, so mad, mad league town, all your yeah. mates. But it was actually a really good little soccer player. Probably wish I had a stuck with it. Yeah. Um, but as you grow older and all your mates are bagging, you're about soccer and yep. you know, get over here and play league. And, and like I said, I got a bit braver and a bit bigger um, and started to play rugby league. So 
Before we go on, Shafoski, S-C-H-I-F-C-O-F-S-K-E, where's the family background? Yeah, it's a really good story. It's Polish um, and dad's who are – he's adopted mum and dad, actually. So my father was adopted. So okay. it's a really good backstory. So when they come to Australia from Poland, <clears throat> excuse me, they dropped the I and ran with the E, which a lot of Polish people did. Okay, gotcha. Because it should be S-K-I, which yep. is very Polish. Yeah. Um, so they they lived in Clermont and dad was adopted. His mum, his birth mother was 16 or 17 when she had him, so – she adopted him out to this family and they lived in Clermont, which is about an hour away from Moorumba. Cracking joint. Cracking joint, yeah, yeah. the Clermont Bears. Um, and he was a shop owner and really wealthy and wife. And it's a really sad story. He's, he's, his adopted father died of polio when he's about, oh, he's about nine, I think. And then his adopted mother died in a car crash oh. a year later. Uh, a so year after year, the dad. A year after the dad, so... He was sort of left, and he had an adopted brother who wasn't his. Who wasn't his birth brother? The biological—that's yep. the word. Um, and he was a year older than dad, so she had a sister, the mum, but her husband had been to the war, and she had four kids of her own, so they couldn't look after her. So he got sent to boarding school. Him and his adopted brother. Wow. So he pretty much grew up in boarding school. Uh, Rocky grammar, Rockhampton wow. grammar. So tough life for my dad. Uh, and then when we were about fifteen, oh, I was fifteen. Excuse me. Uh, I knew mum and dad were up to something and, and he was looking for his real mother. And it took him about six, 12 months, but he found her. So oh, I had yeah. three younger sisters, Angela, Stephanie and Amy, and they pretty much packed us all up, put us in the car and drove us to Gympie out in the sticks Is in the mountains. Right. And we met his birth mother and this whole new family and it was pretty surreal. So it was nice for Dad. It's a bit of closure for him. And Great feel-good story. Yeah, yeah. So he had a couple of half-brothers and sisters, and he's, he's, in, he's in touch with them now, but not all the time, but he, he gets mm. on really well with his mother, so that's quite nice. It's good for him because so, he had a tough life. Surname's not Smith or Brown. I've got to ask, what's the worst butchering of your name <laughs> that you've heard over the years? I actually did a promotion once. And I think it might have been. I think it's Harvey Bay. It was myself. Craig Wilson, the great Craig Wilson, Pod Wilson, North Sydney Bear. Yeah. Um, and Matt Toshak, another North Sydney Bear. Yeah. Centre, great player. Um, he was a good footballer. He was a really underrated player. They both were. Pod was a really skillful edge back roller yep. lock. Uh, he's a good man too. Still does recruitment for Canterbury. Yes. So he's been in and around the game for ages. Um, we had a promotion up in, I'm sure it was Harvey Bay. And. Um, and they had the board up, all the printing, the advertising that we were going to be there. It was Craig Wilson and Matt Toshak and Clinton Mamoski. Oh, Mamoski. <laughs> <laughs> so when you see Poddex, ask you about it. It's a true story. So, oh, that's a beautiful. So every time Pod sees me, yeah, Mamoski, how are you going? So I love that's it. As, that's as bad as I've seen. So, so you started with soccer, you moved to league. Did you take to it immediately and then who spotted you? When did they spot you and how were you introduced into junior rep and, and then on to, you know, stardom? Yeah, as a kid growing up in Moorumbo, you played every sport. So yeah. the rule was you know, get up at daylight, jump on your bike, grab a cricket bat, your footy. You know, lived across the road from the local school, so I had footy posts. My dad made the oval and put the posts up, so we're always yeah, over there. Yeah. And long as you're home by dark. That's yeah, right. Mum was up here. When the street lights, street come, lights on. come on, you've got to be home. So 
So I played everything, cricket, you know, and I think I do a lot now with the job I do and in recruitment and that you, see to, you seem to find the best kids are very rounded. They play a lot of sports. They've got natural yeah, hand eye. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, I think that definitely helped me as a kid growing up. Um, like I said, started to play rugby league when I was 16. <clears throat> My dad was awesome. So he coached a lot of teams I was in and drove the bus. It was always hands-on. Yep. And obviously footy was his passion. So he coached uh, the under-17s. So you had to play up a year. So 17s, I was 16 playing up a year. When I came the first year, the second year, um, I was really good at cross country as well, so I was always really fit. And then the third year I was playing league, the, the whole club would train together, and the local captain coach was a guy by the name of Paul White, who was the Brisbane Broncos CEO. Wow. Yeah, so Whitey was the local detective in town. So he was the captain coach of the Moorabah Sharks. Small world. Yeah, small world. And we had a great side, but like country footballers, Mark Anderson, Stephen Craig, Jim Valerie, Peter Dodd, yep. Paul White, uh, stacked. They should, you know, Ray Gago, I played for Serena, which is Dane's yes. dad. So it was a really, really strong comp. So I was just there with the under-19s it was then, year young, turning 18 that year. Uh, and we all trained together, the club, and that was Whitey's thing. And I was really good at the fitness because I did a lot of cross-country yeah. and ran with Dad. So in the preseason, I was sort of winning everything. Yeah. It's about 70 kilos ringing wet. <laughs> Come round one, Whitey chucked me in first grade on the wing. So bad league down, all the old blokes were blowing up. You can't put this kid in. And he picked me. And I played the whole season in first grade on the wing. Uh, had a really good season. We won the comp. Uh, we beat South in the grand final. Hey legends, I hope you're enjoying this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. Would you like to be part of the team? Our sponsorship packages are ready to go from scripted ads to website placement and social media promotions, personal appearances, voice recordings and more. The opportunities are limited only by your imagination. You set the terms. Unfiltered is reaching hundreds of thousands of potential clients every single week. And we can cater to businesses both big and small. We'll work with you to guarantee you get exactly what you want, how you want, and when you want. Packages start from as little as $150. If you're interested in joining our team, go to our website and hit the sponsorship tab at andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. And there was a couple of scouts there. Uh, I was a Cowboy scout. Obviously, they've come into the comp and a Crusher scout. Yep. Um, his name was... Uh, uh, um, well, Vanderveld went up. And, okay. And Hurls. Graham Hurley. Yes. So they came up. They were the scouts. Well, there was a scout in Moorumbay. His name was Brownie. So he'd, he was good mates with Graham Hurley. And he tipped him up that this is a kid up here you need to come and watch. And he's playing first grade, which is me. And there's another young bloke who's playing up a year... He's only 17 in the 18s, which my dad was the coach of, and his name was Travis Norton. Yeah. So, and Trav, they got beat, grand final day, dad's team in the 18s on the bell, and Trav had a cracker and went really well. We, I played first grade. We beat South. We won. Um, Cowboys didn't want to sign either of us, and the crushers come knocking. Um, wow. Yeah, so two weeks later, uh, Graham Hurley, he flew up to Moranbar, met Travis, signed him, met myself and mum and dad. Saw myself, and, and the next year we'll, we're both headed to Brisbane. What do you remember of the mighty South Queensland Crushers? Yeah, they were good times. It was, it's, a, it's, a, it's a real shame that it didn't 
take off. Yeah. It was de- Brisbane was, was ready for two sides back then. Agreed. Everyone's saying it now. It's definitely now, but it was back then as well. But had it been done properly, and just a few things that went against in the Super League war and, yep. you know, Tosser. Uh, was it Dick Tosser Turner was a great man, but he probably made a real error in judgment and going with the ARL and probably should have jumped in with Super League. Yep. ARL left him high and dry when the didn't they? When, they, when it come to the crunch. So, yeah, um, I think I was, I was telling my son, I played 35 games of first grade at the South Queensland yeah. Crushers and won three games. <laughs> tough last, introduction. Yeah, it was a tough introduction. It was, we were terrible, but, but I loved it. Yeah. I knew no better. Um, the last ever game, we weren't getting great crowds. They opened the gates. We played Wests. Yeah, Maggie's. Uh, yeah, and Tommy Rodonicus was the captain and uh, the captain, the coach. They needed to win that game to get in the finals. Yeah. And when they opened the gates, 15,000 turned up. It was the most people we'd ever played in front of, most of us younger guys. Steve Bleakley was the coach, Chicken Leaks, Redcliffe man. Yeah. Uh, great Redcliffe. fella, really good fella. Um, and we beat him. I think we won 36 mm. 6. And it was, it, was, it was still a day I remember, actually. It was a great day. Cool to have on the resume. It's sad the crushers are no longer here, but the fact you played in the last ever game. Last ever game, yeah. And we won. You know, mm. knocked West out. It was. It was. It was super cool. We carried on like we won three grand finals in <laughs> <laughs> one day. You were doing your apprenticeship at the time. From memory, mate, you're a fully qualified diesel mechanic. Absolutely. So when I come down from Roma, I, I was doing my first year of my apprenticeship at Peak Downs. Yep. Same dad, same mine where dad works. And that's just what you did as a young bloke. Yep. Um, and I was going really good, really enjoyed it. Never thought I was going to make it in footy. Yeah. Uh, they saw me, Hurls come up, saw me, went to Brisbane and through my boss at the mines and the crushers that organised to transfer my apprenticeship to Hastings Deerings, yeah. which is the dealership for Caterpillar. Yep. So it's like the holy grail for diesel mechanics. Wow. Thinking, Bloody hell, this is going to be great. I'm going to get a great trade, play a bit of footy. Yeah. Never going to make it. Um, got to Brisbane, footy started to go on the up. Yep. And work started to go on the down. <laughs> Monday mornings, wake up a bit sore or hungover, um, yeah. days off. But I stuck at it. I got through it. I had about six months to go in my four-year apprenticeship. And Jeff Steele, who's the boss there, I still remember, champion fella, he called me into his office and he said, um, and I was, I was starting to play some regular first grade then. He said, we're going to do you a favour and us a favour, young fella. We're going to sell your adventures six months early. Yep. And, mate, you can go chase your dream and play some footy. And you look like you're going all right with it. So I said, oh, you serious? He said, yeah, serious. Brilliant. And um, but I took off that quickly. I just left me tools in the workshop. And all the boys are going, what about your tools? And I'm going, F yeah. that, you can have them. And, mate, it was like chickens scratching over my tools. I, I did set left my tools there. Hands so. haven't been dirty <laughs> since. And that gave me – look, love what I did with the diesel mechanic, but it yeah. gave me a good appreciation for how good footy was. Yeah. And, yeah, I've always – I try and stress that to my young fella now, my son, Kobe, who's 21 oh, – he's 20, turning 21 in March. Mate, if you can find a job that you enjoy and you're mm. passionate about, that's three quarters of the battle. And Absolutely. Mate, there wouldn't be many kids in Australia that aren't passionate about mm. playing professional sport. Off to Parramatta in 98 for three seasons and for Eels fans old enough, 98 is remembered for one game, sadly, that <laughs> game against the Bulldogs. Have you recovered from it or is it just when wankers like me bring it up <laughs> that it hurts again? The best thing is they play the old games on Fox. Yeah. Man, mate's dead set the first game that gets run every year. And I have mates text me, oh, that game's on, that game's on. It's, mate, it's unbelievable. I remember my dad come down. He come down the week of the prelim and, and come to the game to watch. 
And uh, mum was going to come the next week if we got in the grand final. Yeah. And we're up 18 2 with like nine minutes to go. And Johnny Simon went early on a field goal on play three from about 30 out. And he was said about some other stuff that went on in the game of players not playing well. But that was the, that was the point. That was the turning yeah, point. Yeah, that was the turning point. He it wasn't went, game he went early. Yeah, forest, yeah, yeah. That's usually Johnny's strength. Yes. He just went early. I don't know. I just he's had a brain snap, and then we just didn't get the ball back, and they just yeah. ran over the top of us. And and Dad, to answer your question, when I was at, at that age, I didn't realise how hard it is to make a grand final. I thought, oh, mm. this would be easy to make another grand one, one, two years ago at Moranbar. This yeah. Easy. But I come off the field, and and Dad said. My dad was crying. I got him in the sheds and yeah. he was shattered. And he said, I, I rang your mother with 10 to go and said, book the tickets, pack your bags. He's going to the grand final. Oh. <laughs> I said, it'll be all right, dad. I'll get there again. And never got close. A couple of years, the next two years at power, obviously, but then after that, never got close. But um, It's not just a game, is it? No, it's not. No. And then as you get older, you realise how important those moments are and you've got to make the most of them and Important to you, but that's a really good illustration of just how important the game is to not just the the athlete, the extended family, the loved ones and supporters. Absolutely. And even with the job I do now in player management and sort of deal with young players and their parents and they go on that journey, the same journey I went on, you you see how much parents do for their kids from to get their dream. And and that started to remind me of how much my mum and dad did for me. You know, dad – Always coach the teams, drove the bus. Mum was always there. She'd always help out. And um, I remember going home one year for Christmas. I was about three or four years into my job now as an agent. And told Dad that story. I said, I don't think I've ever thanked you, have I, for everything you did? He goes, no, you effing haven't. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll take a thanks now. It's all right. So, Belated. So that's what I enjoy most about the job yeah. now is those memories come back to me, which is pretty cool. This episode is brought to you by our wonderful sponsors, Galaxy Finance. Sponsors and personal friends that I trust, that I trust enough to go to with questions about my own finances. That's not a sales pitch, that's fact. Any questions, any queries, they have the solutions from home loan lending to complete financial planning. With official interest rates at an all-time low, the lenders want your business. With Galaxy Finance, they'll do all the work for you and find the best possible deal. They'll do it all. Get in contact, ask for Leanne, and mention Unfiltered for a free chat. A free chat. No obligations. A free chat just by mentioning Unfiltered. Galaxyfinance.com.au is where you can find them. You've pretty much played every single game across your three seasons of the Eels. The improvement in your game was enormous. Is that just maturing as a player or learning different skill sets under a different coach or both? Bit of both. Yeah. I, I definitely say I knew nothing. I thought I knew a lot about rugby league until yeah. I got to Parramatta. Brian Smith was my coach. Intelligent dude. Oh, he's so intelligent. I yeah. learned more in the three years I was there than I ever learned. Wow. So just technically and tactically yep. and – um, sometimes you, you wonder whether he's nearly too smart for his own good smithy yeah, and outthought yeah. himself. He's been accused of that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was super intense, uh, but, but, but never learnt more. Yeah. And, and a lot of the lessons I learnt about the game and how to manage a game and just a little the, – the real the skill skill side of things, yep. so he was 
light years ahead of his game. So yeah, definitely put me in in, in in good stead. We spoke about the final in ninety eight. There was another that final in ninety nine, sadly, sixteen nil at half time over Melbourne, who would win eighteen sixteen, then go on to win the premiership. Now having done a few legend series interviews with other reels of this time. That was the one. That's exactly <laughs> that's exactly what they said. That yeah. was the missed opportunity, yeah. Yeah. not ninety eight. Yeah, I think ninety eight. Brisbane were waiting. I think the next year, and they yeah. were flying. Yeah, we were busted and broken. Crackers got in. Jared McCracken got injured, and I think Dean Pay might have broke his arm as well in that Canterbury semi. So we would have got blown out of the water. Yep. But the next year, Saints were in the grand final. I think they played the day before as well. And all due respect to Saints, they, they were never going to win. Didn't matter yep. who was in that grand final. And we're leading sixteen nil, and and it just fell apart in the second half. It was yeah, that was that. I probably remember that one more than the Canterbury one, to be fair. How does it happen? Does it become habit as winning becomes a habit? Not so much the losing becomes a habit, but you start getting nervous and doubting yourself individually and collectively on the field? Yeah, that's what it is. It's it's a habit and it's a nervous habit. Yeah. And one mistake and then it just, just multiplies yep. and snowballs and you just can't stop it. It's It's – I've been on the other side of it when you're just everything's going your way yeah. and it's it's unstoppable and it's, it's probably worse the other way when things start to go wrong. What happened at the end of 2000? Weren't needed, weren't wanted, released? What happened? Yeah, um, I'd started to play a bit of reserve grade. Brett Hodgson had come in yep. from West. He was a great player, Hodjo. Um, wanted to hate him because yeah. he's taking my spot. But if you've ever met him, he's the nicest man in the world. Yeah. Um, so you couldn't. Uh, and he was just playing better footy than me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you I knew you had enough to play first grade, though. Yeah, I, I, I definitely knew I was good enough. Um, I was starting to play. I played a fair bit of full, a fair bit of wing yeah. and fullback at, at Parramatta as well. Mm. And obviously Hodjo had gone past me. He was playing better than I was. And, and then I was just seen an opportunity at Canberra. I was sort of... I knew I wasn't going to get a contract the next year. Yep. Uh, had an agent who's now when he's now my business partner, yes. so Steve Gillis. Uh, so Chimes, we're going to have a look around here, mm. and there's a real big changing of the guard at the Raiders. Yeah. Um, Laurie had retired. Brett Mullins, who was obviously their fullback, went to Leeds yep. with Bradley Clyde. Uh, there's a few others left as well. It, it, Dave Ferner retired, yeah. I think, as well. Um, so there was definitely an opportunity to go down there and be a fullback. Yep. So that's – packed up the car and away I went. Your time at the Raiders, as I said about your time at the Eels, I thought you took your game to another level. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely. I, I got there first year. I got there. Coach was Mal Meninga. Yeah. Champion. Absolute legend. That's cool in itself. It was. He, he's he's a great man. I uh, still talk to Mal Quite regularly now, yep. he's just he's uh, he's got time for everyone. But he's also one of those guys that has a real presence and an aura. Doesn't he? Just walks into a room and yep. stops the room, and uh, he'll say himself he probably wasn't the greatest club coach. Mm. Um, did an awesome job with the state of origin, did but that is. suits him because he has that presence yes. and that aura Agreed. about him. So, but really enjoyed that first year. I just got to Canberra, sort of relaxed a bit. Mm. It wasn't as stressful. Uh, there was no real pressure. Yeah. There can be a little bit of pressure sometimes at Parramatta, yeah. expectation. Uh, and I got an opportunity to play fullback and, and it was um, – I went down there with my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time. She was pregnant with our first child. 
So we'd had three years in Sydney and it was probably time for me to get out of Sydney. Enough, yeah. It had nearly eaten me up and spat me out. So I'd been a country boy from Queensland, Moorabah. Canberra suited. It did. Yeah, yeah, it really did. It gets a knock, Canberra, but it's a great town. I agree. Um, especially, obviously, both of our kids were born there. So that's pretty special to us. Uh, Kobe was born at six months after we arrived. And then uh, Indy was obviously born a couple of years later. Yep. So so it was pretty cool. So we got to bring our kids up in a sort of slower-paced environment, which is good. We hope you're enjoying this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. The Legends series drops at the start of your working week. It's in-depth, personal and highlights some of the game's finest from yesteryear. The weekly wodge drops in time for your weekend. It's full on and the hottest podcast on the market. Why listen to opinions when you can listen to interviews with the stars? And on every episode, you can hear up to a dozen different players and coaches, both past and present, giving their thoughts on the great game. It's fast-paced, full of footy and laughs. It's a must-listen. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening. That way, you won't miss a thing. Every episode will drop immediately. Before you go, we'd love a five-star rating and review. It's not for ego, it's for business, as we look to expand the unfiltered brand and bring you more. Make sure you come back soon. Legends. Thank you.